Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me and my beautiful husband, Turkey Turchin. Why, hello there, Mr. Lance. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Nice. I'm excited for our guest today, Trevor Guthrie's on the yes. show. Uh, haven't seen him in quite a while. I know. Last time we saw him, he was here for the Grammys when he was nominated mm-hmm. for uh, This Is What, what it, feels it Feels Like. like. Yeah, yeah, with Armin Van Buren. Yeah, so we'll see what he, he's been up to. We also since. have another interesting story with him, which we'll get into. Oh, yeah, we got, oh, that's right. The last yes. time we saw him, something major went down at the house. It was very traumatic for me. At the for time. you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that story. Hopefully, I, I, I had to go on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, Big shout out to uh, the listeners out there, especially uh, the ones that are doing Boy Band Break. We see you out there. Yeah. Thanks so much for that podcast. Uh, They do all kinds of fun boy band things over there. So go check them out at Boy Band Break. Uh, But they recap some of this stuff that we do on this show, too. So I know we've made it, babe. Thanks for listening. We have a recap show of our show. I love it. I love it. Um, What else has been going on? I mean, the kids. Okay. What milestone are we at now? Oh, Boy, what milestone are we at? They are as active as ever. They're definitely more huggy now. Oh, that yes, that is a big. They, they like to come up and give you a hug and a little kiss, uh, which is honestly heaven on earth. The funny thing is, uh, so Alexander yes. loves to hug, right? Yes, but he also loves to wrestle. 
Yeah. And the sister doesn't know if it's going to be a hug or, or he's going to throw her to the ground. So every time he tries to lovingly hug her, she's like, no. I know. And he loves to just go up to her and just give her the biggest hugs. But mm. she will cry and scream like he's about to murder her because honestly, Sometimes she doesn't he know. He could yeah. he could be trying he to strangle her. He likes to body her. slam her down to the ground. <laughs> like he thinks he's in the WWE. I know. I know he's just playing. But she's like, don't play with me. I know. Well, she's got to learn, I guess. She's going to be a, a uh, she's going to be able to deal with a lot. With yes, him. with him. She's going to be like Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to have Trevor Guthrie. Hi, Trevor. Hey, L.A. Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything L.A. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glimpse behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. I absolutely love Cozy Earth. From the loungewear sets to the sheets to my luxurious blankets, it's no wonder Cozy Earth has earned its place on Oprah's favorite things list for five years running. A testament to its exceptional quality. That's right. <laughs> Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection from pillows to sheets and blankets. Indulge in the ultimate luxury. Ooh. Sleep with confidence thanks to Cozy Earth's generous warranty. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. Make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature regulating bamboo viscose bedding and it's the best fabric it's so soft the best super soft this new year's make your nights extra cozy with cozy earth pajamas made from ultra soft viscose from bamboo cozy earth products are crafted from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo ensuring you rest easy in more ways than one cozy earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty promising a decade of restful sleep cozy earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today you're welcome up to 40 percent off site-wide when you use the code Lance. Again, that's code Lance for up to 40% off site-wide. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So, if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great right about now. But I have some good news for you. I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. All you have to do is switch to Mint Mobile. It's that easy. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. I know we all hate seeing that monthly phone bill come in, but Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say bye-bye-bye to that monthly phone bill. 
Best of all, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Easy. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash lance. That's mintmobile.com slash lance. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash lance. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back. I am super excited to welcome our next guest, Canadian singer-songwriter Trevor Guthrie. He's a vocalist who first came to prominence as a member of the band Soul Decision. Born in Vancouver, Guthrie began playing piano in his youth, took up guitar while in high school. After their sophomore album, Soul Decision, called it quits, and Guthrie pursued a solo career. In 2013, Guthrie guested on the artist Armin Van Buren's album, Intense, singing the song that we all love, this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Grammy nominated also. Trevor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Excited yeah. to be here. Man, the fans have really been begging you to come on this show. So I don't know if, if I should thank them and maybe they've been tagging you on all your social <laughs> medias, but you came and, and I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, man. I'm excited. <laughs> the last time we saw you, you were over at the house when I think you were in town for the Grammys. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, right. So, my God, that was like years ago. Yeah, I was like. Now. But it was so funny years ago because it was such an intense day, especially for Turkey here. Oh, it was very intense for me. So let's let's set the story. So our friend, this is when marijuana was not legal in California except to grow medical medical. You could do medical and for the dispensaries. So my friend grew plants for the dispensaries. And so he wanted he needed places to grow and his place didn't have much sun. And I guess you need tons and tons of sun. So my my roof is flat. And it has full day sun. So he's like, can I, you know, put a few plants up there? I'm like, sure. Fine. Uh, So we do that. Has, you know, license and everything. So you're over there. And then the helicopter, the cop helicopters start buzzing us. Oh, yes. (laughs) Tell the rest of the story. So we're, you know, at the house chilling. We're chilling. I was already so whatever about having on a roof because we had 30 something plants in our roof. And it was in the middle of summer. And you could smell the weed from and we like just a mile moved away. to the neighborhood. We just moved to the neighborhood. So like, you you know, the neighbors are like, what's that on the trees? It smelled the whole entire street smelled. Yeah. It's like, pretty bad. Like I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Like dressing room. And uh, yes, yeah, so we had the helicopters. All of a sudden, LAPDs is swarming over our house. And I was already so whatever because Lance was like, I don't want to have to deal with any of this stuff. So you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> me. I'm a nervous wreck as it is. And it makes me have to deal with like our well, it was illegal legal. marijuana lo- operation on our roof. 
Um, so then, yeah, the helicopters came, and I'm like, this is it. We're going to the cliff. and I, we go hiking. We're yes. like, peace. What's, what's funny is, though, because when we came up, we had to, I guess, to, to get to the hiking through the backyard, you got to go through the gates up on the roof, right? Yeah. So we get up there, and you're showing me all these plants. Oh, yeah. Which which is funny, because what you didn't know about me is back home, I also had my basement lit up with, like, 98 plants. Oh, really? Which <laughs> I had a license for. Same yes. in Canada. We had the same program, medical license. You yeah. get nominated to grow for a patient, wherever you have to yeah. grow X amount for them. Yeah. So, I mean, to see that. That and we walk up there. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I would have never thought about you, right? Like uh, that you did that. No one would think that I would have no. doing that. But because <laughs> there was this kind of loophole in the medical industry, oh, yeah. you could apply for it. The government gives it to you, so mm. it, it, it was legal. Yeah. But you know, you come up there and you see this, like, oh wow, what is going on up here? This is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. And then, like you say, the helicopters start floating around. I down. mean, they is wouldn't stop circling you? the house. So then Lance and Trevor go on a hike. Well, we ran out the back, yeah, uh, and then thinking we'll, they would chase, but they didn't. I know. They just kept cycling <laughs> and then around. me and my friend Ty, who was also at the house, we just like get in the car and just drive. So we ended up like driving to a star. Bucks and just sat in the parking lot thinking like we were being followed. Like we literally thought we were way more important than we were that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what's funny is that night, I think you were doing an award show as well. You're hosting something and mm-hmm. I came out to watch you and you step on stage like and a nominee for whatever. It wasn't the Grammys. It was something else. I'm just thinking, oh my God, this is crazy. Like we're at this guy's house today and it's like <laughs> helicopters going around and nobody's like, that's just Lance Bass. Yeah. It's like the weed guy in yes. secret. And then the, the next day the police came to the house. Yeah, the oh, they actually nice. did. Yeah, oh, they yeah. came okay. and they just wanted to they just want to see the license. Make sure right. And just also, they were like, oh, we're just, you know, concerned for you because we don't want people like to break Steal. onto the roof of your house. So we just wanted to make sure you're you're safe. And I was like, oh, this is the opposite of what I thought you were going to say. See, I went to the police station. I said, hey, I'm growing this. Here's my license. Mm-hmm. And it, all my friends like, you're Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> the cop was like looking. He's like, wow, I've never actually seen one of these. I'm like, well, don't people come and do this? Like, no one's ever done yeah, that. No like, one well, does honestly, I don't want you kicking down my door <laughs> and embarrassing yeah, very me honest. in front of my Look neighbors. Uh-huh. And he goes, no, this is great. We won't have to come in. Like you said, kick down doors and start counting plants and yeah. what. And, and he actually, I said, come by anytime you want. And I said, just call first because I also run my studio and I might have, you know, people working with. So just give me an advance notice. So sure enough, I get a phone call. Hey, we're just in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, it's not a good time. Could you come back another time? Right. And and for me, like, I think doing what I did mm-hmm. stopped that from yeah. happening and people, yeah. you know, showing up and counting plants because sometimes there might be an extra plant where there shouldn't be and, and things happen. Right. So. <laughs> All right, Trevor. So you've had a very interesting career and yeah. have been making music for most of your life. But when did you know that you were musically talented? Take us back to like where you were born, how it all started. Where I was born. <laughs> so my grandma, I think when I was like two or three, was watching me play the harmonica with my grandpa. I was sitting on his knee. I don't remember this. It's just a photograph. And I guess when he would play up high on the harmonica, I would take my harmonica and I'd follow him along the notes. So mm-hmm. I guess she's like, oh, like he's got a good ear for music. He's like following him along, right? So we should, you know, find him somebody that can teach him uh, piano or something. And she found a lady that was uh, willing to take somebody that was three years old. And I don't remember my first lesson, but Mm. um, I remember my first concert. I had to sit on a suitcase because I was so short. I couldn't read the piano, the piano keys. Right. And so, I mean, I've been doing music since as long as, like I said, I can remember. I don't even remember learning piano. It's like learning speak English. You can just speak English. You can just play piano. So I think going, you know, growing up in elementary school, I was always that guy that was going to go on to music. Mm-hmm. Um, all through high school, I was involved in jazz band and qu- concert choir and, you know, played multiple instruments. And it was just, I think that's, everyone assumed I would do that. So um, I actually went into school, uh, university to study music, but I wasn't learning anything that I felt I needed to make it in the music industry. So I met Dave, I met Ken there, and we were just kind of like, well, why don't we just uh, drop out and form a band? And mm-hmm. that was, you know, going back, uh, what year would that have been like? Oof, 90. 
one. Yeah. 91. Oh, and yeah. it took, you know, a good solid eight, nine years before we had any kind of success. It was a lot of, I'm sure, you know, struggling. You got to write a lot of songs. You got to record the songs. You got to send them out. You get a lot of rejection, but, um, Actually, because of you guys and Backstreet Boys is probably what paved the way for us because we wow. were we were a band. We were playing instruments. We were writing our own stuff, um, and it just labels weren't interested in that. Yeah. So I guess because of our looks, like, yeah. okay, well, we could you know mold you into more looking like a boy band. You can mm-hmm. still play your instruments. We're not going to dance. It's like, yeah. that's fine. You play the guitar <laughs> and do what you do. And it worked. I mean, Backstreet Boys came out, and you guys came out at the same time, and it was just uh, – it, it paved the way for us to yeah. kind of just – slip in there right well what did you think of that because yeah i mean you're not the typical boy band yeah um and back then you know being called a boy band was a negative thing it really was i mean yeah we it, fought that yeah i mean it it was huge right yeah. the fans loved it and and because it was so big it got made fun of i think yeah but you know it was a negative even we hated to be called a boy band at right. times we were like well yeah. We're not a for a few of like the big ones, it was like a good thing to be. Well, it just boy means band. you lip sync, yeah. you, you but were for put everyone together. else, it just like if you weren't like backstreet or in sync, mm-hmm. you kind of just like, oh, you're just a manufactured kind right. of Right, And that's group. what people thought about us. So we were manufactured, yeah, yeah. but that's not the case. I mean, like yeah, we all. all had, you know, we could have had a degree in music if we would have stayed, but I mean, you know, um we like I said, we wrote the songs, we recorded the songs, we produced the songs and you know, I remember seeing an ad in the new in, in some trade mag, and it was a picture of Backstreet Boys, and it was this is probably before they were released, and we're like, wow, that's these guys are gonna be huge. We knew it just because like we, we felt we were doing something right. We were doing pop music. Mm-hmm. We had a certain look. You know, we didn't know that having an instrument and writing your own music didn't it was irrelevant at the time, but yeah. um, yeah. So whenever when in, any time anyone was like, oh, you guys in a boy band? There's a new boy bands. Like we're not a boy band. We're like mm-hmm. we're a band. We play instruments, but. Looking back now, I'm like, yeah, I was in a boy band. Whatever. It is, yeah. it is what it is. Well, exactly. You know? Now it's like we, we own it these days. Well, <laughs> see, I wrote that song for Armin, right? That this is what it feels like. So once that came out, I kind of felt like I had vind- vindication, right? Like mm-hmm. I wrote Faded for Soul Decision. And then, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 12 years later, I was able to write another song that actually hit the charts. So I was like, okay, you know what? I was in a boy band. Now I'm so Exactly. Like, I can, <laughs> You're legit. Right. Now I can say I forget. I got the Grammy nomination. I'm like, I was in a boy band. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, all, and all you guys, I mean, you wrote all your songs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, wow. did, with David and Ken in college, did y'all get in trouble a lot? Like, I feel like y'all had like a fun little crew. College, though, like like I said, we were there for three or four months. And yeah. we're, like, we're not learning anything. This is not <laughs> yeah. going to put like. So they just you know, had fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, we had the fun on the road. Like, mm-hmm. it, it took, you know, eight to nine, ten years to finally get some success. So, like, I just remember grinding. I remember being in my room and like not going to parties, not dating, not oh, wow. like having any sort of social life. And my manager's like, that's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like you're a Marine, man, you're writing, you're, you're producing. This is going to all pay off one day. So I like, there was no big parties and I'm not like, I was never a big drinker. I never had alcohol until I was like 35. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't, I can't tell you there was a lot of parties going on just, you know, with the, um, when soul decision hit, you know, that's, you know what it was like. There's a lot of fans and there's a lot of opportunities to have yeah. some fun. And that's, you know, we, we took advantage of that. I would say. Yeah. Who did y'all first uh, sign with? You, when was that? Um, well, actually, we actually signed to a record company called Poplar Records, which was more of a dance label. Um, but apparently, we didn't actually sign. They spent money on a video, which and released a song for us. Because actually, we released a song called "Tonight." It was independent, and they came in like, "Hey, we want to shoot a video. You have this video. You guys shot. It's not that great. Let us put some money into it. Fine, okay." So we thought we were signed to them, and then as the Months went on and the song was becoming successful. Our manager's like, actually, we haven't signed and they're wanting us to sign. I'm like, okay, well, 
what's the plan for this this label? And they really didn't have a big plan. And all of a sudden, Universal came in and just said, "Well, if you guys aren't signed, we'll we'll take over this contract or what the contract you're going to sign, and and we'll uh, we'll take it from here." Which was a good thing because, as you know, you need a major label in this industry. You have to have like the top tier, and and yeah. Universal's huge. So um, we were fortunate that we didn't sign that contract, or else we probably never would have got out of Canada. Are you doing the major label thing now? Or are you doing it independently? Now it's a different era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The I mean, only reason different. you need labels these days is basically just for the PR. Yeah. And and for radio, too. Like, I'm still, you know, I would consider what I do now is like kind of a pop hybrid. I wouldn't say EDM, but it's the dance. You know, you can, I work with the DJ. They produce it. I write the song. So it's still pop, mm. but it falls into that more, I'd say, dance radio. Yeah. Um, and maybe some pop radio. So it would obviously be a smart idea to have a label like a universal or Sony or Warner because they, they're the plug into the major, major radios. Right. But in the, you know, the dance world, it's not that necessary. Cause obviously, as you know, there's like a festival scene that's set up, you know, DJs can play a festival around the world. They kind of have like their own market where they don't rely on the radio so much. So, I mean, it's, I think if you want to become an artist uh, today, I mean, your goal should be to able to get with a major label at the end. You build your success so much that you can get there because at the end of the day, that power is still there, but it is definitely not necessary. If you can, if you can win on TikTok, if you can win on Spotify, yeah. those labels in theory would approach you because your numbers are yeah. so big and they'll take over. But mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously want to shoot for the top tier. Well, that's what's happening with Jake right now. You know, the artist Jake, mm-hmm. he's very new. I think just less than a year he's been out and he has the song uh, golden hour. Uh, and it became incredible. Yeah. The instruments, so everything, yeah. just mm, great. And the writing, uh, he blew up on TikTok, and the labels were hounding him. Right? Yes, he won't sign a label deal. He's like, nope, not gonna do it. Yeah, he doesn't really need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I also believe at some level, like you want to keep going, you keep going. I mean, you do, you definitely have some advantages to having that label when they're plugged in. I mean, they're There's still they still politics. have their grasps in the industry yeah, and then, you know of course um but you're right it's it's not 100 necessary like it was back in the day when when you and i were around uh how did you come up with the name soul decision because y'all started out as indecision right yeah and somebody in the states they stopped oh, us from had using it? that uh, so i think my manager's like well you guys are soulful and, and indecision soul decision it sounds like that we're like whatever let's go <laughs> we have we had the record company the, yeah. the universe was ready to put us out we already had the top like the first single picked out and i think the video was shot it's like Whatever, just go with it. It was, it was just. <laughs> I think it was a good call though, because I mean, yeah, even I like though you didn't decision. want to do it, soul decision I think is way better than indecision. Works, yeah, it works. <laughs> it definitely it works. works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you eventually get signed with the record deal. Um, you have to change the name because of all that. Uh, one amazing thing about you guys is that the fact that you did write all of your songs and played all the instruments. Mm-hmm. So where okay, so your piano, guitar, mm-hmm. and harmonica. I now know. <laughs> yeah, I thought a little harmonica. I mean, I haven't played the harmonica in years. So I'm very around. Uh, and David and Ken, what were their specialties? Uh, Dave plays a bit of guitar. Ken's keyboard. So the way we arranged it was, um, we actually had other musicians come in on the album to like play drums. You know, I, I had programmed everything. I pro- programmed live drums. I produced it, but. We worked with a guy named Charles Fisher. He produced Savage Garden. That was like a massive record. They're, you know, the Chicka Chicka Cherry Code. Right. So that was a huge album. So we're like, like working with Charles. And he's like, look, look, man, if this is my record, I would make the best musicians in the world. That's a good right, impression. <laughs> so we put the best musicians in the world, like in place of what we couldn't do, which was drums and bass. And we had a great rhythm section. section. And um, yeah, they just, it all came together as kind of this funky 
you know, pop sound and it was different than what was happening on radio. So I don't know. I think it worked that way, but we were proud that we wrote our, our own songs. It's funny thing about faded. I'll tell you this. That was um, a song I think I wrote when I was like 1920, probably took a few years to write because I had a couple of songs that one verse and a course or something else. And I kind of put it together a few years later, but it's a song about being drunk and being laid. Two things which I had never done at the time. Yeah. So I don't know how I pulled that off. But. <laughs> you, who were your influences for that song? Just when I go to club, when I was going to clubs, um, you know, I was young and insecure and I just, I didn't like dancing. I, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of lanky. I just wasn't a great dancer, but I felt like when I was dancing with somebody in the club, if I knew the words mm-hmm. and I could sing along, I was more comfortable. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, you know, I need to write a song that what am I thinking when I'm dancing with this person? Like I'm trying to get this person home. That's like what everyone's doing in uh-huh. the club. So like, this is the song. Which is interesting because I had fans coming up to us um, all the time. They're like, oh, my God, like, how'd you write that? Like, you say everything that we're thinking when we're dancing in a club. And I'm like, that's why I wrote it, right? Yeah. So it, it worked, you know? Exactly. So you never know. Hey, L.A., Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything L.A. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glimpse behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean... You do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you 
to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Faded came out. That was uh, 2000 with... No One Does It Better album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it immediately goes to number one in Canada, huge here in the States top also. Top six, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so after all these years yeah, like of working together, and it finally, like, quote-unquote, paid off, mm. what were you thinking at that moment? Where, do, where did you think everything was going to head? I mean, I just remember walking on stage for our first show in Vancouver, and, like, I started to sing Faded, and everybody sang it. And, like, they just started, when I get you out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I looked at Dave. I'm like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, I think we're going to make it. You know, like, yeah. this, this is it. Like, we're we're going to make it. Because you get, when you write that song and you get that human connection and, and you say something that people want to sing back to you, it's like, that's, that's difficult to do, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that was the moment that, you know, I realized that, yeah, we're, we're onto something because it, it's connecting and, and it did. And, that was the first show, and we did hundreds of shows after that. Took us around uh, around the world. It was a crazy ride. You also said you wanted to create a no skips album, which people don't know that means you don't skip to the next song. Uh, do you feel like you created that? I said that. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. did. Now that you, you yes, I did. You're right. <laughs> is it, is mean, it a no skips album today? Right. I would say so. I mean, I wouldn't say there's hit after hit after hit. We had six singles deep in Canada, but yeah, like I grew up listening to like George Michael albums and Wham and stuff like mm-hmm. that, Duran Duran and, and Tears of Fears. And for, for me, I remember those albums. Like yeah. you could just play the whole album. Every song was good. So with the first Soul Decision album, I mean, we had like a good 10 years to write those. So, I mean, I had a lot of songs that I had written. I was trying to make them all singles. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen. But if you put that effort in, you can get those songs that at least are catchy and they're listenable. Yeah. Right? Um, huh, it, it, that's yeah. something, yeah, that I guess people don't really remember is your freshman album is sometimes like artists like yourself that have been spending 10 years getting your favorite songs together and really, you know, working out. So your first album is pretty set. Got a large selection. Yeah. yeah. There's software albums where it gets a little tricky because right. then you have less time to put things together. Right. And that's put where, it out. Like, that's where a lot of people just kind of, you know, fade out. It's because like, oh, I didn't get to spend so much time on that second album. And I think that's your most important album. Um, do you have any favorite no skips albums? Do you have like some inspiration on the no skips? Uh, the the ones I, I just mentioned, yeah. I'm going back eighties, like Tears of Fears, Song for the Big Chair was amazing. Duran Duran's great. Um 
George Michael Faith. I mean, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turkey, incredible. You have, what's your? And you have you have to have some good No Skip albums. I mean, honestly, I only bought a Celine few Dion. albums. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, that's one. Another of them. great Canadian. Honestly, uh, my, it's the first album I ever got, yeah. and it's totally a no skip. Of course, <laughs> no, it's what Spice Girl. Oh, Spice Girl! <laughs> first Spice Girl album. Coldplay Let me tell too. you, every song's a bop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. They were all pretty much singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Canadians, you Canadians do it right. Uh, I've never met a Canadian I didn't like. Um, I'm watching all of Canadians Big Brother right now, oh, season after season. Yeah. So I'm really immersed into the culture. The Canadian <laughs> oh, is culture. that the culture? It is the Canadian culture. Okay. Um, <laughs> name five of your favorite Canadian entertainers right now. Drake, Bieber. Yeah, I love Justin Bieber. I think he's done really well. Drake, Brian Adams. Who else is big in Canada? Yeah, I they've, love they've all done Dion. okay. I was looking for a little Ryan Gosling. <laughs> was, Ryan Gosling, because uh, I thought we were doing singers. So did you say oh, or, entertainers? You said, you said entertainers. Which Ryan's a good singer. Ryan's great. He's Actually, yeah, singer. Ryan's a great singer and a songwriter. People don't know yeah. about him. So when you look at the yeah. credits for "No One Does It Better" album, you'll see that Ryan Gosling is credited. That's true. He <laughs> How sang, did that happen? Well, I mean, we were, you know, we're friends growing up, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I guess we were in LA. Staying at the uh, Sportsman's Lodge. And oh, we love the Sportsman's yeah. Lodge. Love, we know it well. Have you seen the area now? They've We're recreated go the after. whole thing. There's oh, now really? the Equinox, the Air One. They've turned oh, yeah, into they like a real bougie, bougie So that's why now. we couldn't get a room there. I, I, oh, yeah. It probably. Is. I looked a year from now. I couldn't get a room there. Yeah. Really? Community. It's the spot because it's right next to CBS Radford. So that's where a lot of the actors stay. They, they film so many movies there, too. So many. Uh, is is that Jerry's Famous Deli still just next door? Or no. it, it is closed, but it's still, it is a bowling alley. It's still. a bowling alley. And they have live still. karaoke now. Oh, so disappointed. I know. They closed Jerry's. Yeah, That Jerry's. was my next stop, the seven-layer chocolate mm-hmm. cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's surprising they could not get Jerry's Deli to stay. Is it still open in Miami, right? Or is that going too? I think it's all gone. I have not seen that in Miami. Oh, well. Sorry, Jerry. That's a shame. I lost track where we were. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Food's very important. Chocolate cake. I know. No, we were talking about Ryan Gosling. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, you want to come down and shoot some vocals? We were doing, we needed some gang vocals on this uh, song. I think it was called Feeling You. And, uh, you know, he could sing. We were writing songs back in the day together, too. So, like, yeah, come down to the studio. I think we grabbed a bunch of people. Scott Vicarious was there from Breaker High. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we just went in the studio, had some fun. So I, I actually still have a gold record of his that I got to give him. It's, it's oh, no way. No, so <laughs> well, he was on the record, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so great. And now he's Ken. Look at that. <laughs> I'm excited for that movie. That movie looks so that looks funny. funny. And I love that Amy Schumer, who was originally going to be Barbie, was like, oh, they didn't want to do my ideas. I wonder what her, her version, ideas were. this is already funny and, yeah. you know, campy, but like, what would hers be? I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, all right. So while you were a Canadian act, you did see a lot of success here in the States. Uh, you opened up for Christina Aguilera on the Genie in a Bottle tour, yeah. which also not even is that, like, that's amazing, but. Destiny's Child. That was great. Was oh, Destiny's also Child. That on the was tour. Great. So you got to tour with all these amazing women. Are there any good stories? Did y'all get to mingle? Did you get to see Beyonce without her makeup on? Was anybody like, horrible? I'll tell you right now, Beyonce off the tour bus without makeup looks just as good just as she does. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made that comment like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Even of course, it's Beyonce. Of course, uh-huh. right? So um, they were sweethearts. The Beyonce, uh, Kelly, Michelle, they were so yeah. nice. Um, How about yeah. Christina? Was she nice? Look, we were on. That was our first tour. It was a big deal for us, right? Yeah. And we were, you know, thankful for being on it. We sent her some flowers to thank you for, you know, inviting us on this tour. Congratulations on your first tour. You know, it's a big deal. Mm. We never heard back from her. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple instances where you know we were trying to leave. I think it was our hometown, Vancouver. We did it. I think GM place. We played there and just trying to leave the 
the dressing room and security, her security comes back. Oh, you guys back in your room? I'm like, oh, we're just going to leave. I've got my family. No, you back in the room. Christina's coming down the hall. I'm like, oh, okay, no. well, I'm, like no. what am I going to jump her? Like, give me a break. I'm with my mom and dad and my, oh, my oh family, my right? Gosh. And so they made us wait for about 10, 15 minutes. And, mm-hmm. Well, people can forgive a lot of things when you're that talented. Uh, and one thing that I will always give her is, man, she really helped our community, the LGBTQIA community, from an early, early stance, from right. the late 90s. So she was always such a huge supporter. Supporter, yeah. Uh, and one of the – I remember me coming out personally. I remember her music had a lot to do with that because uh, I think Stripped just came out. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it just – so many of those songs just remind me of my first relationship and being in the closet and – and seeing her, that beautiful video, and seeing those two guys kiss for the first time yeah, in the music yeah. video. Oh my God, we like, did walk our wedding song, like walking down the oh, yeah. aisle. Was it Christina? Okay, well, there you go. So we can't say anything bad about her. I mean, we oh, it. no, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, no, we no. originally, we, yeah. we asked her to sing in our wedding, but we knew she was going to say no. But we, did <laughs> get, we did get Kelly Price to sing her song, so it worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, because we love Kelly Price. Were you, were you part of the Mickey Mouse Club? Was that... I was not. That was Justin and JC. Okay, but how did you know Chris? Because that was, she was a part of that. You knew her right. as a child. I knew her through JC and Justin. Okay, so back Yeah, so when we started, Started the group in '95. She was just starting. Same thing with Brittany. You know, Brittany was in a group called Innocence uh, that a bunch of our friends were in. Um, and then Christina was just coming out with uh, uh, oh, Reflections. Reflection. Okay. From Disney, and that song was just incredible. And then she got a major record deal after that, and right. just kind of right, up. right, okay. Mm-hmm. And then Brittany couldn't do Innocence because she was signed to Jive Records at the time, and Jive was like, uh-uh. You're not doing a group. You're doing a solo artist. So they forced her to be a solo artist. And, you know, that kind of worked out. Yeah, that kind of worked out. <laughs> that kind of worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Good. right. That was a huge camp, man. That that pumped out a lot of stars, eh? Yeah. Because Gosling was a part of that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so many look people. at all. Let's, let's name them. Carrie Russell, Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazay, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Um, there's so many. Ryan Gosling. Nikki DeLoach. Nikki DeLoach. I mean, a lot. so many more than that. It's it's crazy wow. what that show. And yep. the funny thing is, I go back, because I watched Mickey Mouse Club when I was younger, before JC and Justin were on it. Um, and I wanted to go back and watch it on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, oh, they must have all the, the you know Mickey Mouse Club episodes. There were mm-hmm. so many great performances there. They don't have any Any. of those up because of music licensing. Oh, you're kidding. So all those Disney shows that like even our concert for Disney is not up there because of music licensing. Interesting. Yeah. And even the the, remember the Disney movies that they would make. Yeah. And then they would put like NSYNC songs in it, all that type of stuff. They had to replace those with different songs now. So if you listen to them back, it's they completely take our songs Uh, out and replace it with some generic thing they made up. Yeah. That's interesting. With a 25 year clause, probably. I guess. I don't know. Music license is so confusing to me. I mean, we get asked all the time, can we use your song for this commercial? Can we use this for this yeah, like movie? It's not, up for, it's not up to me. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it is up to us. We have to say yes. Uh, but I'm always, I mean, I'm going to say yes to everything. Right. Basically, because yeah. I want my songs heard everywhere. But it's not a contract. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And you get paid. I said uh, we could <laughs> use it in this Nissan commercial. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, you also went on tour with us for the second leg of the No Strings Attached. That tour. was fun. Yeah. So, that was amazing. That was a better experience. How rude was okay, Yeah. How, how, how much of assholes were we? No, yeah. you guys were great. And actually, the best thing was what we remember. I mean, it's not the best thing, but it's one of the things we remember is how we were talking about, we were fighting about being a boy band and mm-hmm. we're a real band. Mm-hmm. I think it was Joey that announced us the, the night we came out and said, hey, this is like the, the first band, the only band that's ever opened for NSYNC. Did you just call us a band? Like, this uh-huh. is great. He called us a band. So yeah. for us, I was like, these guys are awesome. And you <laughs> took us to a movie. Like you guys had this movie night that we did and, uh-huh. and that you rented out the entire theater and that was uh-huh. cool. Uh, I think you guys actually ate 
you know, food in the cafeteria with everybody. And yeah. <laughs> you guys are wandering around the halls. Hey, are you guys good? You, you, you uh, everything good? Like, yeah. We love like, tour. We did. Yeah. I mean, everyone involved, our crew, I mean, all of our acts that we worked with, we just had a great time. Yeah. I mean, it was like our college years. I mean, that was our fraternity. Right, <laughs> right. Know, just hanging out backstage. Um, but yeah, it was great. And you guys were so lovely to work with. I mean, y'all have always been like the nicest guys well, ever. You guys were good too. You guys put up good energy. So we, we, we gave it back. Right. But yeah. as you say, we're Canadian we're all friendly. Exactly. You're too nice. <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> Canadians are the best. Mm-hmm. They just are. Yeah, Canadians and Australians. Something it's true. Those two countries. They're like kindred spirits. They'll spit out some really great Part of the Commonwealth, people. right? We're all... uh, yeah, yeah. It's the queen. It's the queen that puts you together. <laughs> okay, so another huge song uh, of y'all's uh, in uh, North America was Oh, It's Kind of Crazy, which was number one on TRL. Yeah, TRL. Which back in the that? day was Carson like, that was more important than the charts or anything. At least for like 100%. my generation, like being on the countdown of TRL was, was yeah. amazing. Radio did yeah. not matter. No. Yeah. It was TRL. Yeah. And it was also Billboard named that music video one of the top ten greatest boy band videos oh, boy of, band. of oh, the TRL that I've era. I've never heard until this moment. Really? Yeah, that's very cool. Says Billboard yeah. even named it the oh, yeah. top ten greatest boy band videos of the TRL era. That was a fun video. Yeah. What do you think made that song and that video stand out? Uh, we tried to recreate like a I think it was Help by the Beatles, right? Yeah. And just like running through the streets and stuff, being chased. And yeah, so we did that. That was the concept. You know, me and Dave wake up one morning and. There's tons of fans outside the apartments. Like, oh, how are we going to get out to rehearsal? Like, okay, we dress up, you know. I think we were dressed as Super Mario Brothers kind of mustache and hat. Well, it wasn't that. <laughs> but um, And it just, yeah, I think it was just a fun video. Um, you see us being chased through the streets and Ken gets abducted. 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 Yeah, one of those. And uh, he's on the back of a pickup truck and we see him in the city. So we got to go rescue him. It's just, I don't know, it's just, a, I guess, a different concept. And. Um, I think we had a lot of fans also pushing, you know, I think TRL, you could vote. Was that not how it worked? Yeah. Uh, you call in, I think eventually, and then eventually online. online. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm sure we had a lot of help from fans. It's like, please make us number one. Like, you Oh know. yeah. It was all the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was just a fun video. I think the song, you know, had a catchiness to it and, um, Kind of a George Michael appeal. Mm-hmm. And, I think uh, it was the Frosted Tips that did it, personally. <laughs> I still have Frosted Tips, so what am I going to say about that? I mean, hello. Mine are purple Frosted Tips right now. Yeah, you but, have uh, yeah, great Frosted right, Tips. But yeah, every number one TRL song, there was Frosted, frosted tips, tips involved. I'm just saying. 100%. Go research. I think you're onto something. Go research. I think you're onto something. All right, so now uh, the second album, uh, Shady Satin Drug, 2004. Now, there were four years in between this album. Yeah. Uh what were you? What were y'all doing? Was it just working on this album, or were you trying to do individual things after that first album? I gotta think back, man. It's, like, it's a long time ago. It now. was four years, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know what happened? We got dropped by Universal. Mm. Oh, I know. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. Justin Timberlake went solo. Oh, uh, yeah. And we get a call from the label said, "Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not going to put out this record." It's like what? Like, and which is crazy because now Rogers produced it. Who we all know who Nile Rogers is, right? I mean, one of the most funkiest guitar players, and he's played on you know everything. He was in Chic, you know, We Are Family. He's the man. He's played on everything: Duran Duran, Madonna, and he produced that record. And the label's like, it doesn't matter. Justin Timberlake went solo. He is the only guy that's going to survive the boy bands. Yeah, that that was the message I got. The label's going to call you to make you see if you're all right and feel feel good. And that's what they told me that no one's going to survive. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay, you're dropping us, and no one's going to survive. That's great. Thank uh-huh. you. We just toured America twice and spent you know years touring the first album. There's no second album, so we didn't have a label to release it. And so Justin Timberlake destroyed. Yeah, Justin, that's your, your group. Fault. 
Wow, no, your group too. Well, I think mine too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think that ended all the boy bands, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, he came out with a, an inc- uh, incredible song, and it was mm-hmm. it was legit. It worked. I mean, yeah, it was you know, the times roll over, the times change. Yeah, it was an end of an era. You know that it was the end of that town of TRL era. Yeah, at that point, and mm-hmm. I was given an opportunity. Actually, the label said we'd we'd like you to go solo, and I just mm-hmm. I didn't have the confidence. I always had See, Dave I as a tried, you know, I uh, worked with Ryan Tedder, you know, back in the day. Crazy. And we tried getting him a record deal like yeah. no other. And and this was before Justin went solo. Right. And everyone, every record label was like, Lance, a white solo guy will never work in this country, right? No one. It just is not going to work. No one is looking for that. Yeah. And so could not get him a deal. A couple of years later, boom. Justin, solo, white guy, I definitely know. worked. I'm yeah. Like, See? Now there's so many Told you there was guys. room for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had the he had the platform to jump from. I mean, oh, you guys yeah. were at one point, what, the top 10 most recognizable people in the world. So yeah. all he had to do was make sure yeah. he had good songs. Well, he, he had did, great songs. Man. And he's super talented, which is why, I mean, because like a lot of Backstreet Boys tried to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Well, in the way he performs, just, you know, it's just like he's a performer. Great people dancer. He's good to He's an entertainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you, yeah. you, you couple him up with Timbaland, which just... Killed it on that album, and I know he's working on his next album now with Timbaland. So I'm yeah. excited to hear. And for, wasn't song. Pharrell involved in his first? Yeah, it's yeah, Pharrell, Pharrell. And Timbaland. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. Like that's we always say the most important three things in the industry are the song, the song, the song. And he mm-hmm. could have come out with songs that were, you know, whack, and it wouldn't have maybe happened. Yeah, totally. Um, it, you got to have that song. Yeah. A um, hit is a hit is a hit. Mm-hmm. Right, and he had. I mean, he was talented. He had he had the whole package. So what do you need? He needed a hit song. So, um, yeah, I mean. I suppose I, I things happened the way they happened for me. I, I didn't want to go solo. I didn't have, uh, like I said, the confidence. And we said, well, we figured, okay, we are huge in, in the States. We are huge in Canada. We just spent all this time promoting the first album. And I think it was you guys that actually said, you know, you guys are on the right path. You're doing the right thing. You're playing all the same shows that we played, the same spots. You're doing all the right promotion. Your next album is going to be your big one. So we're thinking, okay, well, why wouldn't we release this with a you know, smaller label? And it didn't work. The smaller label didn't have the juice. And yeah. mm-hmm. people were following Timberlake, boy bands, where people weren't buying boy bands. It, it just didn't happen. So we kind of just fell yeah. off the map. And well, I mean, after your final tour in 2005, who was the first to say, eh, I think it's time to hang it up right now. Let's. I think, it, I think it was me. I think it was yeah. just like, we're like, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, a small venue filled with fans. And the next venue, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. The next is half filled. There's nobody there. Then it's full. It was just like, you know, it's time to just move on. And I think, you know, because I would was writing most of the Soul Decision stuff, I felt, well, maybe I can just write my own stuff. But I went down a different path. I went acoustic guitar and, and mm-hmm. vocals, and I actually moved to Australia to meet up with um, the drummer that played on on our record, Terrapi Richmond. He was a phenomenal drummer. Mm-hmm. So come on out. I'll get you heaps of gigs in local clubs. You can just, you know, start doing singer-songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. And that really didn't turn out well either. Um and then I uh, left Australia. Oh, actually, no, we, he got me a meeting with Sony, and we went in, we played him a few stuff, and they're like, you know what, this is actually pretty good, but you need radio hits. You were big in, in Australia. We remember you guys. You need to get into our studio, record some radio hits, give us first right of refusal, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll, we'll go from there. I'm like, all right. So le- there was a glim- glimmer of hope that maybe mm-hmm. I could launch from Australia. So I'm like, I got to go home. I just bought a house. I'd filled it full of homestay students trying to pay the bills. I had you know, a friend looking after that situation. I'm like, I got to get home and, and deal with that situation first. Mm-hmm. And as I was leaving Australia, the the um, guy in immigration said, um, are you coming back to Australia anytime soon? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back in a couple of weeks. I just doing a deal with Sony. And they're like, uh, no, mate, you um, you don't have a visa to be here. I'm like, yeah, I got a oh, six-month no. visa. He goes, you know, you got a three-month visa and it's uh, expired. You've been here for like two months longer. I'm like, oh, my God. 
So go see my partner in the back, and I get back there, and they put a big stamp, three years probation, you're out. No. Black flag. Get out of Australia. I take it back. Australia's not the nicest <laughs> I've country. I've been kicked out of yeah. worse countries than that. Oh no, I haven't. God. But um, yeah, it was uh, – so I was out for three years and that, and I got mm-hmm. home. I was like, man, this sucks. Like nobody wants to give me a deal. No one cared about boy bands. Mm-hmm. Can't get back to Australia. Well, we talk about mental health a lot on this mm-hmm. show, and doing something as big as you guys did, and I can definitely relate, and then it just kind of stops. Did that affect you in a way? Depression? Absolutely. Any that, anxiety, yeah, depression. yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think everybody really at some level. Of course. Yeah, deals with I mean, that. I'm still dealing with the depression now, but what, how did you cope with it? How did you, you, you know, know, deal with it? I think I was lucky. I was never a big drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, never really did drugs. Um, I was always into the gym and uh, you know, anybody that's ever dealt with mental health, you know, the first thing you keep, you got to take care of yourself, get to the gym, work out. That's going to release certain endorphins. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was always training. So I think that really helped me. And there was always a belief in the back of my head that, you know what, like, I wrote those songs. Those songs were, like, like huge. And you look at Faded, there's one writer on that. At the time, we were in the top 40. Lenny Kravitz was the only other artist that had yeah. one name as yeah. a writer. And most people, five writers, six writers. Uh, like, today, yeah, there's 20, like 20 writers. 20 writers, it's you know? So like, I'm I like, think it's cheating. Like, it's that is cheating. cheating. Well, that's how hard it is now, right? I know. It's so, like a hard spot song. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, and, and friends were like, man, you, you did that. Like, you can do this again. Like... And I guess time just had to pass. It had to, you know, come around to the opportunity. And it's funny that I got kicked out of Australia because when I got back, um, even though I was, you know, depressed and I was like, oh, man, this is like, what am I going to, how is this going to turn out? I still was writing songs. I was still had, there's still something in the back of your head. Like you just, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Right. If I would have given that up, I don't know how I would have handled depression or anxiety. Because then it's like, well, what do you, you know, what am I living for? Like, this is what I was born to do. I don't really have any skills or anything else. Right. So, um, yeah. And I, I got back from Australia and another opportunity came out. A, a friend of mine called me and he said, Hey, I met you on set. Uh, you know, when we were doing extra work back in the day, I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm working with these DJs. And I'm like, I don't know. I think about that industry, man. And he's like, just come to my house. We'll cut you in on the publishing. If you write these verses and sing, he's like, you got that like Chris Martin sound vo- vocals. I'm like, whatever. What am I going to say? No, I got nothing going on for me. So I went there, and that uh, that decision changed my life because mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, getting an opportunity to write. Uh, this is what it feels like, which got sent to Armin, and he loved it, and yeah. he produced it. It was so great. Song. I mean, yeah. that was. I mean, how was that experience? It's kind of all of all of a sudden again. You're just like thrusted back with like the number one huge. Song. I mean, I I didn't believe it was going to happen. <laughs> all my friends were like, you, you this going to change your life? I'm like, right? I, 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 sure. Like I've already been down that road, and I just didn't want to have the hope. And now like, you can always say Grammy nominated. I mean, because that song, yeah, that feels is, pretty good. It is yeah. a huge song, and especially at the time when that came out. Like, I mean, that song was like the song. Yeah, number years. number one in 31 countries, the most uh, played song on Billboard. You know, top 40 Amer- or Canada, which is great. Yeah. Did you um, make a lot of money off that song? That song pays well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, because it hit all three markets. It hit like adult contemporary, top 40 mm-hmm. and dance. So you had all three markets and man, that song's still playing today. I think it, yeah. you know, it'll end up being timeless, which is yeah. great. So that'll hopefully keep paying the bills. And yeah. would you ever work with him again? Like, I mean, this yeah, is it would have to be the right combat. song because yeah. like you got to top that. We need a Grammy yeah. this time. right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm working on stuff again. I'm, I just got back from Europe. I'm working with some, some big names over there. And again, it comes that you have to have the song, mm-hmm. right? You get the mm-hmm. song and then you figure out that production and then you know, put a plan together. Do you go with a label? Do you, do, you know? Is there an artist that you would love to collab with? Yeah. As far as DJs? Just, no, just, just anyone, anyone. Like a Coldplay or Justin or someone just to have fun I'd, with. I would, sure, I'd love to do a song with Coldplay. It would be interesting, though, because we have similar yeah. qualities mm-hmm. and tones. But you um, could be like JC and Justin. Right. You know, it's like the two together is like magic. <laughs> Man, I you know, I'd work with anybody that's, you know, uh, of that caliber. I think that's amazing. Uh, guys like Timberlake and... and 
and Chris Martin. Um, Rihanna, I mean, uh, that oh, Rihanna would be great yeah. to do oh, duet yeah. with. You know, I could play piano, do a ballad or something. Well, she had a great dance hit, too. What was the one that she... I mean, it was. She's had lots. Nice. She's had yeah. so many. Oh, well, Calvin Harris got her. Yeah, the Calvin the, Harris uh, one was like. Uh, yellow, oh, was it Yellow Diamonds? What, wait, which one? This is yellow what you're diamond. waiting for. Um, like, oh, dun, 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 Yellow Diamonds. It's our song. Oh, that's Diamonds. But Isn't that this Calvin? Is what if, no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's her song. song. <laughs> no, but she sang the other song that was written by Taylor Swift. Um. Mm-mm, this is what you're waiting for. Yeah. Lightning strikes every time. Oh, that was great too. Yeah. Oh, she has a. Mm, that was a good one too. And that's too. Taylor Swift doing all the. Ooh, right. That's her yeah. voice, and she wrote that song. That's See, that's funny. a perfect example because she can put her foot in the dance world and in the pop world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that for me, that's where you want to be. That's and, where you want to live. That's really where. Yeah, I mean, and at our age, I mean, where else are we going to be, right? I mean, the dance world doesn't <laughs> yeah. accept all ages, so it's mm-hmm. it's good, right? Yeah. Uh, looking back on your career, and especially with Soul Decision, uh, is there anything that you would have done differently? I'm happy where I am in my career. I've got a good opportunity in front of me to, you know, launch a solo record. So, I mean, I don't think why at this mm-hmm. point, why change anything? Right? Yeah. You seem very happy. <laughs> you seem very in love too. <laughs> see it in those eyes over there. These eyes. Um, all right. Let's get to some frosted tips here. After all these years of being in Soul Decision, you're still evolving and working in music. What are some tips for our listeners to keep you motivated? Escape the matrix. I don't know. Um, I, for me, I'm a music guy. I don't know what else I would do. And I just, I wake up, I'm like, okay, like, how am I going to, what am I going to do today to, to make this a great day? And it's like, I have a, my routine. I like, I, again, I say, take care of my health. I go to the gym, get the endorphins going, go for mm-hmm. a bike ride, go for a run. And then go in the studio, mess around on the piano, uh, see what I can do. Um, I also do a little home renovation project. So it depends. Oh, what are you working on? Oh man, we did a huge renovation during COVID. I probably should have been writing songs, but I, I just we just ripped down walls and we did too. We went through like crazy silly. reconstruction during COVID. Man, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't believe we pulled that off. But mm-hmm. um, hammer and getting tennis elbow like screw gun, yeah. crazy. But yeah, I just think you have to keep busy. You just you know mm-hmm. put a plan together. I write a list before I go to bed at night of what I'm going to do. And a really good way to start your day. If we do this. Most of the time. Most of the time. We always wake up <laughs> and we say, it's a great day to have a great day. Absolutely. You know, and just start with that affirmation. Right. Make up wow. your bed because then you're like, I have one thing accomplished Correct. already. You get better with that. And then yeah. it gets, you know, then I wish I would go ahead and work out, which I don't. Uh, but that would really help in the morning. No, it's good. You, But we still, by but the we end do, of the night, we, the, do we do it. We do exercise, but yeah. it would definitely help. In, in the it's morning time, morning. it's but way it's hard better. with kids when you have twins. Really <sighs> I, know, I know. Pick them up and run with them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That I mean, my, my my biceps are getting bigger. Same. Because they're yeah. getting, you know, they're now twenty five pounds. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like lifting <laughs> twenty five pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's it's good. good. I can feel it. In my shoulders <laughs> and everything. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some fan questions because, like I said, the fans have been dying for you to be on the show. Yeah. So let's get to them right now. This is from Courtney. Do you see Soul Decision ever being a part of the Pop 2000 tour? Do you know the Pop 2000 tour? It's a bunch of TRL acts, basically. O-Town, Ryan Cabrera, LFO, Chris Kirkpatrick hosts it now. Um, B.B. Um, Mac, I think, is going on. B.B. Mac? Yeah. yeah. Love those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're great. A bunch of different Yeah, acts, so yeah. it's just, yeah, it's like a TRL tour, and it's, it started years ago. They were only going to go for a couple months, and now it's been years, and it just like keeps. Well, it's the first time I'm hearing about it. Oh, well. we haven't been invited. Oh, well, so then I am going to invite right now. Okay, yeah, I think y'all should do the Pop 2000 tour. So, what do people do? Like one or two songs? Everyone gets a couple um, songs. Or what? Different t- like O Town definitely is the headliner, so yeah. they'll get probably forty five to an, an hour probably. Well, the, the O Town gets like 45 like an hour show, an hour. Uh, and they're great. 
Uh, and, you know, Ryan Cabrera will do like a good 30 minute set. Uh, yeah, and everyone does about a 30 minute set. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I've only played with the guys from Solo Decision on one show. I did a show in Vancouver, one of my solo first solo shows, and I brought them out. It's just a surprise because people are like, oh, you can do Faded. It was kind of crazy. I'm like, I guess I could, but the guys are in town. I should, like, why don't you guys come out and yeah. play? So they showed up, and that was a great moment. You know, I, I'd be down to doing something like that, like on a solo tour, bring them out for, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, a few songs. So I don't know if these guys asked us to come out and play a few songs. I, I'm sure we could have a conversation okay. about it. I am going to make some calls. After this. <laughs> um, all right. This is from Super Mel. What's your guilty pleasure karaoke song? Mm, good question. I've never been a big karaoke. Me neither. I hate karaoke. Your voice sounds terrible. I it's like hate it. Because everyone's <laughs> looking at you to be like perfect. Right, what like, do you got to do? You're going to dance and stuff. I don't yeah. like. I, Thank you. a lot of pressure. It's the worst. It and the, It's like you're in a well. I'm like, I, I don't like karaoke. Mm. So I don't have that go-to karaoke song. Yeah. I just don't do it. The last time I did karaoke, karaoke was, I never do karaoke either. I was, uh, Christina Aguilera was there and nobody, everybody refused to do it. Everyone refused to get up because they didn't want to sing Oh, they didn't want to sing in front of her? Did yeah. she do karaoke? No, she was like hinting at it and then she left. Yeah, because I would imagine she would, <laughs> She doesn't want to sound bad. Well, I think she was safe in that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I think she had everyone beat. Why were you karaoke with Christina? Why did I not know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Where, where was that? You know, it was just the after hours for Kate Beckinsale's birthday. Party. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to drop something. I guess I was not. I was not invited to that. I guess. You were. You were out of town. Mm. Well, it sounds like a good time. Uh, all right, let's get to the next question from uh, Angela May. Have you, David and Ken, ever talked about a reunion? I think we may have talked about this. Um. Yeah, not in in length. Um. If an opportunity came. It'd yeah. have to be the right opportunity. And it's like, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm that excited about going out and performing a lot of those songs. Like mm-hmm. Faded, No yeah. Problem, Ooh, It's Kind of Crazy. Past those two, I'm not sure if I'm really, yeah. you know, yeah. into, I don't know. I kind of moved on from that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, as you said, the right opportunity, if it was the right thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm never going to say no, right? Pinky the Lotus asks, who inspired you musically? Oh, the 80s. Yeah. George Michael was a huge inspiration. Duran Duran. And a lot of stuff that my parents listened to was a lot of 50s and a lot of um, country pop and mm-hmm. um, listened to 8-tracks in the car. Driving oh, yeah. I had an 8-track player in my room because it was my grandparents' huge, like, huge stereo About system. this high? Oh, like this high? And yeah. just wide. Yeah, we had one of those. record player and the 8-tracks. And the button? Oh, yeah. The four, you could switch every yes. four songs. <laughs> oh, yes. And I loved it. So I had all my papa's 8-tracks, uh, but he was a country fan, so it was a bunch of just country 8-tracks. Yeah. Yeah. But I, And then the the records went even further, because I think they were my dad's, but they were like 1950s uh, Wolfman Jack kind okay. of records. Yeah. <laughs> So I, that's kind of what I grew up. Well, the classics. <laughs> um, all right. Before we let you go, we have yes. to uh, hear what you're binging, listening to, watching right now. So can you give us some good recommendations of things that you are watching on TV right now? Mm, we're not really binging much lately. Yeah. I'm really trying to uh, focus on on my career again. So I'm less television, but uh, mm. See, I think I get the, inspiration from TV. Yeah, well, at least that's yeah. what I tell myself. I know. We tell the last thing we watched, uh, probably last week, we watched, I think, the four or five episodes that are available season three of Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. We still got to catch up with that. It's great. It's a feel good He's show. great. Yeah. Did we only see the first season? Yeah, we only saw the first season. Wow. We do that with all because we love television. 
but we never finish anything. We watch so many shows that then like, when other shows come out, we're like, oh, we'll watch that. Then we forgot mm. this other show we just started. And mm. then like three years later, we're like, oh, but to we the point where that. we just don't finish the last two episodes. Yeah, we'll just yeah. do the last two episodes. I did the same thing with Friends. Like I watched like pretty much all everything, but I did not watch the, the last episodes. Yeah, the problem is you get two seasons and you got to wait like a year yeah. or two well, years. Exactly. Next, and you, I got to go back and watch the entire first and second. Then I think I saw like, Better Call Saul four times yeah. just to get every season. Yeah. I watch my TV like a movie. Just right. a long movie. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. What song do you have stuck in your head right now? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I don't know why because you keep saying that. Yeah, I, I was just singing that in my head about 30 seconds. Ago. Oh, that's kind of crazy, which is really bad. Yeah. My <laughs> Love it. Uh, and is there a movie that you just loved recently? We have to. Yeah, I have not seen Top Gun yet. Why have we not seen Top Gun? We haven't seen that so and movies. Avatar. There's oh, I haven't movies. seen Avatar. Just saw Top Gun. Yeah. we don't go to yeah. the movies. Anymore. We don't get uh, those are the movies I wanted to see in theater. Missed it, and now I just I don't know. I just forget they're even out. I don't know, but what films do we watch? Babylon. Just I've watched half no, of it. We haven't seen anything. The, it was playing on the airplane, and we landed. I'm like, well, why would you put this on the flight if I can't watch the whole thing? It's like three and a half hours. Oh or yeah, something. so Babylon. Who's in that? Brad That's Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Pretty good so far. I mean, halfway through, I'm like, okay, this is this is good. So I far. do that too on the plane. You don't get to watch the last thirty minutes of certain right. things, and I'll just never know how it ends. I'm weird with movies on planes. I have a weird thing where like oh, you watch. I, other I don't want to like actually commit to watching a movie, so I will just watch movies on other people's screens without <laughs> and just based on what I'm seeing, just assume what's happening. Yeah, just making up your own entire story. movie. It's classic. That's what I do. On what you're weird. <laughs> you're just weird. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I love it. Well, on that note, Trevor, uh, it was so great catching up with you. Yeah, man. Good uh, see you thanks so much for coming in. I'm excited yeah. to see this next chapter for you. Um, do you have any idea of when you want to release any new music? Can we be looking forward? I think I got a song coming out this uh, summer. Oh, oh nice. Sweet. So we don't have to wait long at all. No, I just I called a buddy of mine who's producing and... Um, I, I can say his name, DJ Brandon Hart. He's uh he does hard style. Where it's not a hard style song, but um, it's kind of a nineties, mm-hmm. end of nineties. But um, people love some nineties right now. Yeah, it's you know we went through an eighties phase, and yeah. Calvin Harris' new song's got that nineties vibe to I it. Know. Who thought nineties would come back? And everything, fashion, what the is music. Love? I, I know. mean, <laughs> what a oh. weird decade. <laughs> it is a weird decade. But now looking back, it was incredible. Oh, of course. Like there were so many great things about that decade. But living it, I'm like. What the hell is this? Like, what is mismatch? Mess- yeah, we're just- going to look back on in the '90s and like try to like. There was recreate. so much, like yeah. the birth of like real like hip hop. It was know? jumbled. Uh, yeah. To country going pop, to the Spice Girls pop, to the, the grunge in Seattle. I mean, it was oh, yeah. all over the place. Even and then Santana with like you know. Oh, and then, the Latin, and then the Latin explosion. Uh-huh. And then but at least the you can describe music. the 90s. Like, how, after the 90s, like, we what is there? We were just talking about we, this. What is there? What is there? There's, I, I, I don't know. I kept my head up. Like, nope. like, sideways hats? No. no like, like neon, Once the that aughts was, like, came, it was like the 20s. Just the melted. aughts and the 2010s melted together, and now the, the 20s, 20s are melting in. And I could not tell you... Which Beyonce song was in which decade? No, now. after 2000, it's like, what, like, where did pop culture go? I don't know. Yeah. kind of it's missing weird. Do you think that's because of social media? Do you think that we're all so segmented now that we all have our little tribes? Yeah, maybe everyone's in their own little world. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. Uh, it's it's just weird because, yeah. you know, the 90s was the last decade that you were told what to like. Like, literally, right. you, you watch MTV and you're told these are the 20 songs you have to like. That's it. Done. Also, <laughs> now, social media, we're exposed to so much. So mm-hmm. it's just like 
so much we're getting thrown right. at that there's not can't just get one like trend one yeah. trend within your own country right like you're seeing every trend from all over the world and so you're just kind of everyone does, does everything like you're seeing fashions from the 80s and 90s yeah. going, it's just like people aren't there's nothing from the millenn- i couldn't even tell you what's in the millennium i couldn't even think back no. No. yeah social media maybe i don't know okay let's blame social media all right we blame you social media and yeah. you australia too okay. while we're at it. Yeah. all right trevor how can everyone stay in touch with you out there uh i'm on instagram at trevor guthrie okay I, you know Text back. Easy enough. Oh, do DM fans? (laughs) Sure, why not? Okay. DM Trevor, please. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, that is all the show we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. You can always review, subscribe. Oh, we do have some reviews. I think we have some reviews to do. All right. We promised some reviews. And here we go. And let's see who the winner is going to be. All right. This is from Courtney0486. This makes me feel like a 13-year-old girl again. Uh, I enjoy listening to the interviews, the boy band members. Some hit you in the feels. Some make you laugh so hard. But overall, they're all really amazing and very enjoyable. Oh, that's really oh, sweet. I okay, you I want to read the next one. The next one's from Glit. Okay, Glit. Um, Glit said, okay, as the headline of this. Okay. Three stars. Okay. Three? Oh, okay. This here is we the go. biggest problem with the show. Okay. And I, I, agree. I like problems. We listen to you guys. I'm not a fan of Lance. <gasps> I think he's swarmy and fake. But I listen <laughs> when I like the guests, so I'm glad he has good ones sometimes. Oh my gosh. It's so mean. Wow, glit. That's rude. Oh well. And then there's another one from It's Lindsay's. God must have spent a little more time on this podcast. This is the podcast all of us millennials need in our lives. Lance and Michael have a wonderful rapport with their guests. And as a major BSB and Sync fan, I love getting context as to what the boys were going through at the height of their... All right, let me read the next one. I'll try not to be as as smarmy. Yeah, be a little less swarmy. It says smarmy. Oh. She said smarmy. Oh, you're being smarmy. So I think that means she's saying that she thinks I'm really smart. Yes. It's a typo. Oh, I think he's very smart. Yeah. Also, thanks, Glit. Nice. Uh, All right. Us millennials have been through it. And honestly, this podcast is a little pocket of joy. Thank you, Lance, for bringing this to us now. Please, and I speak for all of us, make the NSYNC reunion tour happen. All right, Lisa Gallo. And then the Ashley Parker Angel episode. Four stars. Four stars. That's okay. That's okay. This was an interesting episode. I'm not familiar enough with O-Town. I am particular about what music I listen to. The only boy bands I like are NSYNC and Spelled Backstreet Boys. You spell NSYNC wrong, so you don't like them that much. <laughs> I think they are more talented and have better songs than New Kids on the Block. Wow, wow. Well, That's then a why, stream of consciousness Then why right not there. give us that extra star? What did we do? What did you do? What did we do? You had Ashley Parker Angel on. That's why. That's from Alt Raleigh. All right. We love all your reviews, um, even the bad ones. Look, we do listen to you. So if we do things that you don't want to hear or you want to listen to, always DM us. You can find us on our TikTok, which is kind of blowing up right now. Go follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We do use that DM to listen to you, talk to you guys, get your questions. Um, So have fun with us. Let's make this just enjoyable. And I'll work with Lance on him being less smarmy. Smarmy. I'm going to work on that. And fake. I don't know about the fake thing. I'm just that's just going to be me. That's just him. Don't obey my. All right, guys. Uh, be good to each other. Don't uh, take care of the. Oh my gosh, what is this? What I forget how to sign off on the show. Be good to each other. Be good to each Don't other. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Take care of those pets. Take care of those animals. Animals, all of them. And remember, stay, stay frosted. frosted. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance and Michael Turgenart, and at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, L.A., 
Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real L.A. gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is zatting off. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows.